We've got news on everyone from Mitch McConnell to Shaquille O'Neal, plus a mysterious bourbon excursion. It's all next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today are Haley Cawthon. Hi there. Stephen Schmidt. How's it going? And Joel Stinnett. Hello, everyone. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news along with plenty of shop opinions about what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm going to start out this week with news you probably heard, but I just wanted to talk to Haley about it because I thought this quote that she had from Mitch McConnell was pretty funny. But uh, Mitch McConnell and Shaquille O'Neal, you don't hear those two names in the (laughs) same breath too often, but... They're both doing something. Yes. <laughs> what are they doing? Here? Who do you? They're stepping down. Um, not from stepping the stepping together. Yes, stepping, <laughs> stepping away. Um, I guess I'll start with Shaq because he announced first. Yes. Um, Shaq is leaving the Papa John's board of directors. Um, he's been on it since 2019, March of 2019, um, back when the company was in the midst of kind of a rebrand a refresh um mm. post founder john schnatter leaving mm. the company so we had schnatter on the show i yes. wish we could have gotten Shaq on the show yeah that would have been <laughs> cool but he's still he's still an investor in papa john's he owns nine locations in metro atlanta mm-hmm. um he's still going to be a brand amb- ambassador for the company because he has a agreement to to do that um but it sounds like he's getting stretched pretty thin by his other business obligations like he's a pitch man for like so everybody <laughs> yeah gold bond uh, uh the general <laughs> the car insurance Carna- <laughs> carnival cruises yeah. carnival cruise i hadn't seen that one um but yeah he's uh, stretched himself too thin so he says he doesn't think he'll be able to serve the board correctly um after this term so he's leaving in may and um, that's when his term ends um but mitch mcconnell also um is, is feeling stretched thin and wants to spend more time with the family i love that he like he was like this He's per- very self-aware. So in Mitch McConnell's like prepared remarks, like he sent out a news release and everything, he said that he'll finish the jobs Kentucky Kentuckians hired him to do. Um, he said, I still have enough gas in the tank to thoroughly disappoint my critics, and I intend to do so with all the enthusiasm which they have become accustomed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> which, you know, uh, yeah. The it's, man loves his work. <laughs> yes. But regardless of what you have to say about him, but... Uh, but yeah, it was just like, what a quote. That's so Mitch. Um, but to clarify, <laughs> Mitch is uh, vacating his uh, Senate Republican leadership The speakership. Role. He's not... He's not leaving. This, he's yes, not leaving he's not Senate. leaving the Senate. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's not going to seek uh, another term as uh, how the As speaker. leader, yep. Yeah. Um, and he'll, uh, I think his term expires in November. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was interesting news. He's been, uh, what, the longest serving... Uh, uh, Senate leader. As of January 3rd, 2023. Yeah. Um, so. uh, all right. Well, we'll move on here. Talk about, we, we don't usually get into politics. We try to stay out of the politics, but I thought that story was uh, was a good one. And and with the Shaq news right there, it was it was just an easy one. Yeah. Haley, is there any news on what's going to happen to the Shaqaroni pizza? That's so what we were, the crowd we, was. What about Micharoni? That's what the people <laughs> want I love the Shaqaroni pizza. Like, you guys can send me, like, um, 
hate mail about this, but I love. What's not to like? It's a big pepperoni. It's, it's pizza. a massive <laughs> greasy pepperoni what, pizza. What's the what's the inch uh, diameter on that pizza? I didn't even know. I don't know, but it's shack sized. It, it was always bigger than like a regular like large Papa John's. Um, but I I got it like a lot until they made it like fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine. It was like it got to be too expensive eventually. Didn't the and there was some charity tie in, I forgot. Yes. Like some like a dollar money. from every pizza went to yeah. the Papa John's Foundation, I think. Um and some of those initiatives like are here in Louisville. Looks like it's sixteen inches. That's that's a lot of pizza. Yeah. It's a big pizza. I got it one time, I think. Um and you know, I just I never like their sauce that much. I, I think I've said this before, but uh, it's a little sweet. There's something about it. Um, but you know, I do like the concept of a big pepperoni pizza. So, all right, let's switch gears to real estate. Joel, um, tell us about New Lou Marketplace Two, even more New Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the second electric boogaloo, <laughs> Model <Ju. laughs> It's Nulu 2.0. Um, everyone probably knows Nulu Marketplace in Nulu. Um, it has uh, shops such as uh, West 6th, Emmy Squared Pizza, Dog Shop, uh, the local seltzery, uh, the craftery, among others. Well, um, the developer, uh, Mo Delju, uh, purchased the land across the street uh, a couple years ago. Um, and now that they're starting work on other. It's Nulu Marketplace Phase 2, but it's going to be called Nulu Marketplace North. Yes. And it's going to be a very similar concept. Um, I think his quote was, you know, if something's working, why change it? Why don't we just do more of it? Mm -hmm. And that's the plan. It's going to be a lot more of local restaurants, um, a lot of a uh, little bit of office space. He said he doesn't want too much office space in the development. But there's going to be a couple of anchor restaurants I think he's already in negotiations with. And uh, he said as soon as the financing is wrapped up, and the plans are filed. They plan to break ground as soon as possible. Yeah. Rooftop bar on that one. Rooftop bar as well. Yeah. But you can I never have good, enough of those. Yeah, I love a good rooftop bar. As a Nashville person, there's probably a rooftop bar on every corner. There's, yeah, there's rooftop <laughs> bars. There's not a roof without a bar. <laughs> not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that was an exciting development. And I love New Lou Marketplace 1. It's got that great courtyard there with um, West 6th. So. Hopefully they have some kind, something like that. But it sounds like that might, you know, might be the rooftop bar. Um, I feel like there's a lot of crossover between Access Louisville and soccer fans. Uh, but there's a new soccer team coming to town, right, Haley? Yeah, Southern Indiana FC. It made me say, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of people said, what? Like, how much <laughs> soccer do we need here? Right. Um, but I feel like there's a market for it in Indiana, um, even if it's. So I had to look up the U.S. soccer pyramid this week as a result of this story right? because I don't know anything about, like, professional versus amateur teams. So this is called a pro-development team, meaning so it's an amateur team. Oh, they're amateurs. Okay. Um, but it's a, a United Premier Soccer League, UPSL, team. And it's a franchise that was bought by a Cincinnati-area business executive um, who you know just wanted to grow a soccer team in a community? So and there was a tie, I think, with with someone who lived in Southern Indiana, right? That was like a, a former soccer player. Yes, a former University of Cincinnati soccer player um, who played in the Netherlands. Now his team, 
Now his name is escaping me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he lived in southern Indiana. Yes. And that kind of brought the... Andrew Menace. Yes, Andrew Menace. There you go. Thank you, Steve, for the assist. Um, so, yes, there what was... What is a an assist called in soccer, do you know? An, an assist. assist. <laughs> 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 very, very spot on. <laughs> um. It's okay. Earlier, I was asking Joel if baseball had, you know, pads like football pads. Like, I I watch more soccer than most Americans, and I wasn't sure. So, yeah, no, um, I'm mostly just there to like hang out and drink beer. But, um, but the Southern Indiana team is playing in New Albany at New Albany High School's new uh, soccer complex. It was like a six million dollar project a couple years ago, so they're playing there. Um, But the interesting thing is, is that this um, guy from Cincinnati is considering um building a stadium in southern indiana so i think that's the news that some business folks would be interested in yeah he's looking at real estate opportunities now i think that's cool i mean i i wasn't sure if it was amateur or professional and and i knew if it was professional it would be a very low paying job like you would have to have another job you couldn't just play for this like very small soccer team but uh so so to put things like in baseball terms this would be like single a or double a i guess I don't know baseball terms. I don't but, know baseball but here, terms. But here's the pyramid. I, think it'd be you, low single a. I would think it would be low single A. I would think it would be low single A. You've got this sounds pretty low. MSL at the top it's of the pyramid. It's actually MLS. When MLS. You put that in the copy. Major soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Major league soccer. Sorry, MLS. <laughs> MLS. USL. Um, USL Which? champions. Uh, National Independent Soccer Association. And then the UPSL. Um, so it. we're it, this is the fourth tier. Yeah, the USL has its own like divisions. That's it had, very, USL that's has very three clear. divisions. Thanks yeah. for clearing that up. Good. <laughs> 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 right. What I was gonna say. So and, and for for reference too. So so the Lou City, the men's team, they are basically the Triple A of uh, soccer. So that's so USL th- Champions. Yes. League. Yes. They yeah. play in the highest USL league. I know that. Right. Yeah. And we won't. Which yeah. is the second tier on the pyramid. But then yeah. you have MLS teams. Like the closest MLS team from us is Cincinnati, followed by Nashville. So there's yeah. lots of soccer around around us. But yeah, I don't think you've really. I myself never heard of this league. And um, but yeah, I'm, there's so many. There's soccer is is continuing to thrive here in the U.S. And so it's not surprising that you see more and more people trying to get get a hold of that market. Get uh, that soccer money. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, on the women's side, it's even getting like, there's even, there's, there's huge, the, in, the NWSL, uh, which is racing. So racing's the only, as, as we've pointed out before, racing is the, um, they're in the highest league of women's soccer, uh, here in, in the U S. So that's, that's significant. And, uh, you know, Nike has recently pumped in a bunch of money, got these really fancy jerseys I was reading about. And so just keeps going and going. Yeah. Um, and there's there's different levels to the pyramid in women's too because we were talking about Lexington. Yes, getting a uh, yeah. A I'm women's gonna work on a story here in a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah Lexington has got a, a team that's going to start in August, uh, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out, uh, you know, where they stand in regards to the NWSL. But it, it sounds like they're both willing to play in the sandbox. They have different they have different times when they play. So the NWSL and USL and MLS, they, they start they go from from uh, uh, March to September and this other league is going to go September 
to basically the spring, which is the typical season you get like with major European soccer and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So lots of soccer news there. Let's uh, let's wrap up this sex segment of the show with a little KFC <laughs> slash real estate news. Uh, well, a former KFC site, I should say. It's not been KFC for a long time, but uh, Joel, help me out. I, I'm, I'm drowning over here. Mayday. What, what Mayday. the hell am I talking about? I'm not sure what you're talking about. What I'm going to talk about <laughs> is a very recognizable, high-profile uh, chacaroni shaped <laughs> slice of land yeah. <laughs> um, nice. in the Highlands. Um, it was a KFC for many, many years and then became the very short lived, infamous KFC 11. Um, and then since then has been uh, Yankee Noodle um, and then the Biscuit Company there for a while. That's owned by Cracker Barrel. Maple, Maple Street. Maple Street, yeah. Yes. Was, sorry, that was escaped my mind. <laughs> uh, but that is for sale. Uh, $1.5 million um, in a great. Great portion of the Highlands on Bardstown Road. Yeah, it's like right. It's splits Baxter and and, and Bardstown. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it was successful for many years as KFC. I don't know why it's had such trouble over the last few years. Yeah, um, I wonder if it's because it's not very walkable to get to because you got to cross either Baxter yeah. or Bardstown. But there there are a lot of conditions <laughs> with the purchase of this property. Um, there's actually a non-compete with KFC still. Oh, real? So okay. you can't uh, put anything pizza. Well, I guess with Yum, not KFC, but anything pizza, chicken, or Mexican food related huh. in that site. So that a few restrictions there. Uh, the, the, the listing does say that can be negotiated out of somehow, but I'm sure that would probably cost us. So does Yum still own the site? No, Yum doesn't still own the site, but oh. when they sold it, they put that condition oh, in the sale. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you. And that goes until like 23. 2035, I believe. No one else can sell chicken. This is our, this is our street. <laughs> our corner. <laughs> this is the Colonel's place. <laughs> this corner belongs to the Colonel. Um, <laughs> and then also the park, very small parking lot behind the restaurant is owned by Louisville Water Company. And oh. so that lease, uh, that lease comes with the property as well um, and runs for a few more years. That's another thing that makes this a bizarre piece of land is like there's ample parking there. Yet it still doesn't, it's still like they, they have a hard time keeping a restaurant there. And I think it's the walkability thing, but because most restaurants in the Highlands you walk to or, the, you know, they're yeah. supported by people who live there and can easily walk to them. But, um, but yeah, that one's not so much. So I also just think it's tough to put a chain in the Highlands. It is, but there are chains. Like I mean, there's Taco Bell and yeah. whoever else out there, but I think Green a district. new... But Yankee Noodle is a lo like it's that's a, a local, local chain. chain. Yes. They, they only have like two or three locations. Oh yeah, one more KFC item. Haley, you had an interesting story about a new menu item at KFC that sounded just bonkers. Yeah, uh, KFC has had some weird stuff like the double down, which is just like a heart attack yes, with no buns. <laughs> bread with chicken. Yes, I mean it, I guess it's good for people who are like keto. But anyways, speaking right. of chicken in odd formats um kfc is bringing an international menu item uh to the states for the first time it's called the cheesa which is a chicken pizza it's like chicken parm but like no noodles involved kind of <laughs> and it's got like cheese and pepperoni and, and sauce and stuff yeah um and it's really popular i think i saw that it got started in like the philippines um but it's been popular um Kind around of all the world. Yes, around the world. So now we're getting to try it. Um, and I vote that we like sample it on the Access Louisville podcast. 
and give oh. our live reviews. <laughs> I wonder, like, what the meeting is like where they're like, who do you think will eat this? Uh, let's see if America will eat it. <laughs> Americans will eat <laughs> America's Americans will eat just about anything, though. I right? would think so. So why did why did they start in the Philippines? Like they should start here with their crazy stuff. But now you can say you're eating international cuisine. Yeah, you're so, yeah. so cultured. We got to try the cheese. Oh, it's very global. Yes. <laughs> the cheese. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it does sound. It's it's. I don't know. Pepperoni and chicken. I don't know if that sounds good, but I like chicken parm. <laughs> yeah. Does that have pepperoni on it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just marinara. At least cheese. it's not chacaroni size. And, yes. You know. I feel like of all the of all the meat groups, chicken gets the most like just processed into other things. Because I remember Burger King used to have chicken fries, <laughs> which were just you know like fry shaped chicken, and um, and now the cheese has a pizza crust or a, a sandwich bun or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, I, excuse me. I've been saying it wrong. It's the chitza. Chitza. Not the cheese. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what I'm saying, but like chitza. Yeah, I guess it's like pizza. Yes. It's hard to pronounce international. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to <laughs> pronounce made up words. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, before we switch gears. Let me tell you about this upcoming event called Access Louisville Live. Access Louisville Live is our first ever live recording of this podcast, and it takes place on Tuesday, March 26th at Access Louisville headquarters right in downtown Louisville. Uh, the topic of our show is the biggest economic milestones of the last 40 years. Our two confirmed guests are Mayor for Life, Jerry Abramson, and noted philanthropist, Christina Lee Brown. They will be giving us their perspective on some of the past milestones that have really made Louisville what it is today. Tickets for this event are $20 and they're available at bizjournals.com slash Louisville slash event. We'll have some networking before the podcast. You can hang out, meet all the friends of the show, and then uh, sit down and watch, uh, watch us record this special show live. Hope to see you there. All right, so let's move on to uh, a, a last couple of topics here. First of all, Steve, you don't get too many assignments where they just say, show up at this address at this time, and we'll tell you what it is later. Well, yeah, and actually it wasn't even show up at this address. It was show up at an address, and then we'll tell you the address. And then, so, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah, so the Bards, Bardstown Bourbon Company, uh, they, they cloaked it in mystery. And so when we showed up, the, the place that, that they, we, we went to was the tasting room uh, in downtown Louisville. And when I showed up, I saw, uh, I sat at a table with a, with a group of other bourbon writers, uh, many of whom have written multiple books on bourbon and uh, are considered as, you know, historians. And, and they, no, no one had any information. Um, and so as, as we, we probably, those who follow the industry know that the bourbon industry is really good at keeping secrets. And um, so they, they were very, uh, they were very uh, close. I, I've got a quote to read since we read a quote before. And that is from the, uh, um, the manager of the tasting room, because I was asking him about details of it. And he goes, they were more close-lipped about this thing than my first high school kiss. So 
thought that was good. I liked that quote, but then I also <laughs> liked the quote from the bourbon writer guy who was like, let's hope this isn't like an Agatha Christie book where they like off one of like us. One of the yeah, end. exactly. People yeah. keep dying during <laughs> the shout out, shout out to Michael Veach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said, I hope it's not an Agatha Christie book where they off one of us. Because, uh, yeah, we didn't know what was going on. And so we got in a bus uh, and they took us, they took us, uh, we were, I was on the first bus and... Um, and we went to end up going to a place uh, in Mockingbird Valley, right next to Louisville Country Club. And as I found out, it was a house that was kind of like a um, a, a luxury. Uh, what do you call that? What's the uh, luxury rental? Luxury rental, yeah, yeah. And uh, Airbnb, kind of like an Airbnb, but like higher higher level. And apparently, somebody from the brand manager. Uh, I believe his name is Brandon Smith from from Bardstown. He had he had been in that house for like a derby event, and so he knew about it and he looked into it. And they had this they had this agency from Las Vegas called Genuine Overkill, and they basically make experiences to connect brands to consumers. And so I found that out. Uh, Dan uh, Dan Calloway was uh, was there, and he told me that for a little bit. Um, but yeah, this whole thing nobody really knew what was going on, and this is the first time that we know that, that somebody in the bourbon industry has tried something like this. And I would say overall, uh, people, liked what, people liked what they saw. Everybody I spoke with, um, they, they, thought it was, they, thought it was, um, they thought it was well done. And, and I think all the things that Bardstown was trying to do, they, they probably achieved. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like an interesting one. I'm surprised that it was in Mockingbird Valley and not Bardstown. I guess that would have been a long bus ride. Oh yeah, that would have been a that would have been a long a long a long time down. And and the other thing to note is that it takes a while to set everything up. So they they had the house and then they had to completely pretty much move stuff out of it. And so they're going to be I think in uh, Nashville in, in uh, March and then they're going to be in Dallas in April, about a month in between. Uh, and then the big thing is that they want to do it again next year and they want to keep adding more and more. Uh, places if this if this goes well this is just kind of a trial run um and so I, what i'm curious about is is if other people will try something like this i mean barstown's always looking to try different things and what they kept saying is that it went off their three pillars of transparency collaboration and innovation and so i mean so that was kind of their their that's the the pedestal that they they always are trying to stand on and so yeah i don't if, if somebody else does it, they're going to be like, well, you know, they just kind of copied off what they did. But um, to grow a brand, I mean, it's it's certainly an interesting interesting thought. And I'm, I'm curious to know more about this genuine overkill and if there's other agencies out there like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, I just feel like um, they achieved what they wanted to, I imagine. And uh, it's just kind of interesting to see how this this experience will lead to, you know, further aspirations for bourbonism. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, the, the bourbon industry has mystique, and uh, this is the kind of event. That oh, it was also the Bourbon Classics, which, if you guys don't know about the Bourbon Classic, it's basically like the CES for bourbon, uh, like so it's consumer uh, forward for the Bourbon Classic. So you had people coming in from across the country for for the Bourbon Classic, and they said this was kind of just like a chair on the top. Right. There was a couple of parties that night from different bourbon brands. As yeah, I but four it. nights of, of, of things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then lastly, before we close out the show, uh, Jack Harlow has something going on uh, coming up, a new music festival, right, Joel? Yeah, he's got it popping with a new gazebo festival down at Waterfront Park. 
Uh, gazebo Festival. All right, I haven't read the story, but do they explain why it's called Gazebo Festival? I, I, I have not seen anywhere why it's called Gazebo <laughs> Festival. I, maybe he had a gazebo growing up in his backyard. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, we'll ask Maggie next time. She's, yes. she's on the show. She's been on the show before. Um, but it's going to be headlined by SZA, <clears throat> which is a multi-Grammy winning artist. Uh, several great songs on the radio. Uh, I Just Killed My Ex, yes. one of them. Good, a good murder ballad, yeah, if, you like, exactly. uh, if you like murder ballads. I won't ruin the outcome of that for you. <laughs> Um, but uh, James Blake is going to play DJ set, Omar Apollo, Pink Panthers, Vince Staples. I've heard of I've listened to Vince Staples. The other three I'm not too, uh, not too hip to right now. But, uh, yeah, it should be a great show. Some good, uh, like, hip-hop uh, acts there. So, yeah. uh, Rich Homie Kwan. And the prices were a little high on this, right? Yeah, $255, like, I believe. It's, it's a two-night thing, right? Yeah. $255, two nights, but that's, I mean, that's, uh, I think Bonnaroo's, I guess, up to about 500 now. But and we were talking about yesterday, that amphitheater at the riverfront is not huge. So no. it sounds like it's going to be like a really intimate show. Yeah. So I think, you know. I wonder if they're doing single, because you have to go to both nights. You can't just do one. They they're, Right now they're just doing yeah. like a sign up for our pre-sale, so you uh, can't okay. see if there's single tickets So it's yet. probably going to see, they're probably going to decide based on how the sales go. I think yeah. that's what they usually do. But it's uh, the same weekend that used to be Forecastle, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is this Forecastle reincarnated? Um, but we should mention that a portion from the ticket sales are going to the Jack Harlow Foundation, which Business First wrote about um, last year, um, that was created to reinvest and uplift and support organizations here in Louisville. So that's cool. Yeah, very nice. All right. Well, I think that's where, where we will close out the show. Uh, and we'll do it the way we always do here. We'll go around the room. You guys can share your social media handles and where people can find you on social media. Haley, I'll start with you. Uh, people can find me on X at BFLU Haley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon. Steve, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on X at, um, at BFLU Steve and on uh, LinkedIn at SP Schmidt. All right, Joel, how about you? Find me on X at JStinnettBiz and on LinkedIn under my name, Joel Stinnett. All right, and you can find me on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. Uh, thank you very much, Haley, Steve, and Joel, and thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time.